Hello. Please consider supporting this podcast by joining our Movers Mindset Insiders program. Membership is $5 per month, and insiders get early access to podcast episodes, exclusive emails, and a private discussion area. You can also submit questions for the monthly guest Q&A follow-up episodes, and you'll get the occasional discount codes for cool swag. Interested? Read more at moversmindset.com slash insiders. Thanks for listening. Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. Hi, I'm Travis. Travis Tedding is doing everything one can possibly do, and it's a good thing. He draws his strength from his deep Christian faith and his wife and children. He has a knack for building things from the ground up, family, community, and even parkour obstacles. Welcome, Travis. Hi, Craig. Tell me about being stuck in the airport on the way to American I Rendezvous. I guess. So, uh, uh, original flight, I'm not going to give any names. No names. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be a flight bias because you know we was, only name the guilty. It was, yeah, it was, it was almost uh, completely because of the weather in Boston, so we can blame Boston. Mm, okay, that's okay. Yeah, we'll put yeah. The, point the finger at Boston. So, uh, seven forty p.m. flight from Chicago, and I live in Wisconsin, so about an hour and a half drive. So, I mean, you can't just adjust and say, "Okay, I'll stay at home." Right? Um, I got one email when I was at home saying it was going to be delayed. 15, 20 minutes, so not a big deal. <laughs> Sucker! Go, right. to, go, down, go down to the airport, uh, maybe, I don't know, 5.30, 6, 6 o'clock, I, I get there, check in, everything's fine. And then about every 15 minutes, right, you hook into the, the airport Wi-Fi, right. and you're sitting there, and, you get a, and you're looking also at the screen, and it says, flight delayed, you know, they're 15 minutes, and <laughs> bing! And you see on your phone, you're like, oh, my flight's delayed. And so for, uh, till about... Uh, Maybe till about eleven thirty p.m. Those continued so you're sitting, <laughs> every fifteen minutes. Yeah, you're sitting there with like fourteen emails, right? And you're <laughs> sitting there, uh, and and people are dropping away, right? There's like, I'm going to get the six a.m. flight, and they <laughs> go out and get their hotel, and you're just looking around. And you're like, yeah, we're like, we're, we're the patient ones, we're the we're the strong ones. Like, hold hold strong, like it's coming. It's coming <laughs> the right? hardcore terminal. <laughs> we keep asking the poor ladies, you know, up at the desk, and they're they're not supposed to be there either, so they're they're tired, yeah. they're fatigued, and. Uh, you know, like is it, what you know, what's going on in the flight? And it was sitting on the tarmac for like two hours, right? And then us with sympathy are like, we're, "This isn't so bad. I can walk around." The people are stuck on the plane Boy. in a thunderstorm without anywhere to go for like Whoa. two hours. Uh, so eventually, they they bring the plane back. Everybody gets off the plane in Boston because after a certain amount of time on the tarmac, they have to let them off. Right. Uh, then there's something wrong with the plane, so they get a new plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is all true, one hundred percent true. They they get a new plane, a new pilot, new crew, get the people back on, and eventually at like one o'clock in the morning, the flight. Uh, no, 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 maybe like twelve thirty. The flight takes off right from so Boston to from come Boston to you, to, right? To, to come to us, right? This is the flight we're waiting for. We're so excited, like, like yeah, yeah, there's there's rejoicing in the in the in the terminal, um, and the flight gets there, and we're all. Weary, and we've gotten our beautiful free blue baby blue blankets and our pillow. And there's there's so many canceled flights that uh, the entire airport in Ed O'Hara's uh, broke out in cots. So it's, <laughs> it's become a Can't shelter. Fill, right. It's become a shelter. Uh, and and the flight comes in. Everybody's getting off, and we're kind of like giving them fists in the air. We're like, yeah, like you you finally made it. Like you know, yeah, they're as weary as you are right? just to get there. Right, right, right. right. And uh, and so. Finally, the last people to come off are the pilots and the crew, and they just keep their heads down and just walk quite quickly right, past right. everybody. And and we're all sitting there, and we kind of look at the concierge people, and the concierge people look at us, and she just like puts her hands together, and she's like, mm-hmm. "It's probably not good, <laughs> <laughs> right?" Because they'd be on the plane getting ready. Right, to go we're, back. We're, yeah, we're like, aren't 
Aren't where you are driving? Right now? Where, where are they going? So, <laughs> so now we were complaining about the plane before. We have a plane, but now we have no pilots. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Sorry, be careful what you ask for. Um, so they make some calls, and obviously at two thirty in the morning, right. there's not a terrible large selection of, of additional flight crew, crew to right? pick I mean, from. They have a standby, probably, but yeah. But I believe those people were the standby from you know Boston. So, so then the the the, the letters go across the board, canceled, <laughs> canceled. Oh. <laughs> Delayed for like twelve hours and canceled. <laughs> at this point, I give up hope. Uh, I was totally fine with it before. I was like, "Yes, bring on the challenge! Like this is this is level to adapt. Like hit me with like tiredness, hit me with fatigue, yeah. like ah, go into the fire and battle." Right, because people um, are wondering why is Craig starting with a story about an airport, right? And I'm oh, like, yes. "No, this matters because you're going to get a lesson about Travis." <laughs> so level to adapt, um, which uh, previously we should know that uh, I am a stay-at-home dad with my three kids, and then I teach classes in the evening. I get to see my wife for about an hour each day. When right. I come home, she's sleeping. <laughs> Tag team, right. Yeah, when I, get, when I come home, she's sleeping, kids are sleeping, and when I get up, she's already gone. Uh, so in order for me to get in morning training, which I realized I needed, uh, because everything I had done is evening and late night, uh, I need to be prepared to see what my body is, is like early in the morning. Uh, so I was getting up before... She would go to work to go do my 5K, to go do a bunch ah, of the right. physical requirements. Sneak out of the house quick. Um, so, you know, most of the time I'm going to bed, midnight, whatever, once I get actually my work done. So for me, now five hours. And then by the time I get back from doing my physical, uh, I'm not going to go back to sleep. And then my kids wake up and I've now begun my day and I'm right. on very limited sleep. Um, so it wasn't, uh, wasn't too bad. <laughs> it was like a regular day. It wasn't right? too bad. It's it still more bad. indoors than usual. Uh, right? Yeah, so, uh, so the concierge lady, poor lady, she gets then like mobbed by people. Like, you need to call somebody yeah. in. And we're all sitting there like, she can't do anything. Right. Like, leave her alone. It's a storm. She wants to go home too, right? Ah, yes. So I could put on the nine o'clock flight, uh, which is not good because nine o'clock my time right. Right, is 10 o'clock Boston. So right. I'm already now an hour late and I haven't even left. I'm now missing like the first half of the day. I just go up to her and I, I, I just get real close and I say, is there, is there like, a list, <laughs> like for the six a.m. Like I know it's full, but like, is there like a like a standby yeah, list? And she's like, hold on a second, <laughs> <laughs> let me check. Yeah, so like she didn't want like alert other people and like right. be mobbed again. So she's like, I put you, I put you in the front of the list. She's like, it's not guaranteed. And she like slides me over like a little like standing by boarding pass. <laughs> Travis plays the blue eyes card, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, so, I'm looking at the different flights because. Uh, six months of, of my past training has led up to this. Has focused I, on I this one event. Do not want to miss this in 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 any sense. If it's a little bit or or completely the first day, I mean, it'd be tremendous. And to not have people then doing it with you, then you're just doing it individually with a coach. Entirely different feel. Entirely different mentality. And it's not. I want to. Like I said, I yeah. Want there's to go an into es- battle. There's an esprit de corps. There's a team yes. aspect to any sort of certification. And and you you kind of miss that. Like. Obviously, you miss it if you're not there, but you, in your heart, you miss that because you draw strength from those other people. Just like in a mm-hmm. in, in a community or in your family, you draw strength from the other people with you. Mm-hmm. So, uh, six a.m. flight shortlist. Yeah, so so I, I look at other flights, and there's another six a.m. flight on a different airline, uh, 170 bucks guaranteed, and that's mm-hmm. going out. Well. It's guaranteed as any flight. And, uh, <laughs> like, you know, there is a caveat there. <laughs> and so uh, I call my wife and I just say, like, I can either like get on this flight or kind of bank that I'm going to be doing this. Yeah. So I go up to the concierge lady and once again I get real close and I kind of look at her and I was like, in your 
experienced and professional opinion. How likely is it that I'm going to get on the 6 a.m.? She's like, I can't guarantee it. And then she just kind of like nods and looks at me in the eyes. There's often one seat that slips in. So I was like, all right. All right, so I, I just trusted her. Yeah, and, uh, I'm not going to hold you to it. Like I, I understand, but yeah, yeah I got on the got on the six a.m. and uh, got out. I was only an hour late. Uh, rubbed my quads a little bit, <laughs> Dan, and off we go. Dan, Dan Edwards looks at me and says, "Like, are you going to like be able to do this?" And I was like, "We're going to find Let's out." See. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, so everybody's running the five k, and I, I don't know. For me, I've talked about it with some other people, but but for me. Uh, to not be there at the beginning. It's such a core value of what I teach. It's such a core value of what I hold mm-hmm. uh, that that starting, not starting together and having like them run into battle and then me being like at the yeah. tent to be like, right. wait, wait, who didn't wake me up? Like, wait, guys, like, I've, <laughs> I've been training too. Like, uh, it, it just feels so like wrong to then jump in at, this, at the second exercise. So I, that part, I think more than the fatigue or anything else, I really didn't like going into it that way, mm-hmm. coming into the second exercise fresh. Fresh. Where everybody else is, oh, oh, oh. Right. You know, but uh, it almost sounds like, and for those listening, this is why I brought up the airport story. It almost sounds like you had a vision or an idea of what Adapt 2 would be like, what any assessment would be like. And this is like the exact worst case scenario. Like everything else was under your control. You had a year to train. You had six months to train. You, you chose the flight. You picked where you're staying. You, you picked that you were going this year, not next year. And then the curveball that you get is, so sorry, you're stuck in the airport for 12 hours. Now deal with this. So it, in a way, it's the exactly perfect bit of training to like your, your adapt assessment happened in that first hour. You know, you got there late. How did you, how are you going to emotionally and, and physically and, and like spiritually relax, react to, sorry, you have to be the guy who looks like overslept and missed the run. Go, you know? Yeah. My, uh, I've been told by people, and I suppose it's true that like my patience is like insurmountable. I would definitely vote yes on that proposition. <laughs> there, uh, in, in in my younger kids' classes, like the mothers that know me now personally, uh, they just don't get it how that I can be with three very young. I have uh, two four-year-old boys and a two-year-old boy, and. That, that I can do that all day mm-hmm. and then come teach just a little bit older right. kids and somehow still have patience and, and excitement and kindness. And they're like, you know, we, we kind of come to this because we're, we're kind of done for the day. Here, please. You're done for the day. <laughs> and now you've begun another day of, of patience. And so I, I don't know, sitting in the airport, uh, you realize uh, the, the two sides of the fence that the grass is always greener. And, and, and when you look at it and you desire it, and then you're given it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes then you you don't appreciate it. And here I am for how many of like last four years of my life, not having time to just sit and stare. Right. Like every, I'm I'm a hundred percent on duty all the time, and I've been wanting to just have time, not not to do anything, yeah. to do nothing. And so I'm sitting at the airport. And and I have my options, right? I have my I have, I have two phones. I'm a phone guy. Right. I have my two phones and, and 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 whatever else. And I just sit, like okay, I'll put one Instagram post. Yeah, like takes me a couple minutes, but in the scope of like twelve hours sitting <laughs> right. at, a, at an airport, this is something I, I'm alive, right? Honestly, I just sat. I just sat and like people watched and made little conversations with people and just just was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was really nice because I, I, I had the choice either to be like, 
wow, what a waste of my time. Yeah, I need to go find engagement. Right, or to say, this is what I've been wanting for four years, now I have it. Appreciate it, because you don't know when the next time this, this is going to be. Um, and I don't know, I'm a, I'm a huge preacher of the half full, half empty. Mm-hmm. Same glass. I could, I could be up here like mobbing the concierge and, and being so upset that there was a storm, which is out of anyone's control, right. and that the tired pilots don't want to kill us. Yeah, or they're, they're <laughs> not allowed to. A, I'm sure a, there are rules, a, right? Right, on a flight, <laughs> uh, which are unreasonable things to be upset about. Like there's, there's much more important things for, for, my, for my energy than yeah. complaining to get what? Yeah, the poor person who happens to be in front of me at this moment. Right, right. right. Realizing that that's a person also that I'm yelling at and demanding things from that they're they're not in control of that either. So uh, yeah, it's just a choice. So yeah, coming into level two, it was, it was a it was a choice. I can either like complain about this and, and use it as an excuse, right? And and going into it, it, that was one of my things in my head. Like I can either I can either really talk about this with everybody, be like oh, yeah, I don't have any sleep, or I missed that because I'm a little tired or whatnot. Maybe afterwards I can reflect on it and say like yeah yeah, yeah absolutely that had a physical effect on me. Right. But to use it as a continual excuse through things to be like oh, normally I can do this and blah 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 uh, was definitely I knew going to be my tendency because I like to complain. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll drink to that, right? I'm with you. But, uh, but just to not, uh, one of uh, the, the image in my head, so I'm, I'm fairly old school, but the, but the image in my head is a story that was shared. I can't even tell you who shared it with me, but it was a, it was a Yamak training event, just the Yamak. And uh, Williams, right? always strongest, always kind of out in front, um, doing more. And for one of the sessions, he wasn't. Uh, he was like second, third, fourth, right? And everything finished a little bit slower and much more gassed, much more sweating and everything. Uh, and at the end of the how many ever hour training session, then he takes off his sweatshirt and he takes off his weight vest, vest and he right? takes yeah, off his ankle weights, weight. right, right. <laughs> and 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 to be to be that, to, to embody that of I have all of this extra stuff that nobody can see, mm. why make it, why complain about it, why boast about it, just deal with it um, and uh, I don't know, help uh, help it. To make you stronger instead of using it as a crutch. I have to say that your parkour gym, there's something about the way that your gym construction is like layered. I don't know. I always feel like I'm in looking at like Norwegian or Swedish furniture. I mean, it, it looks like an IKEA done correctly. I want to just go there and like, look, it's a table during the day, da, 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 and then and it's a parkour obstacle <laughs> at night. And there's just something about that about the aesthetic that you build and and. I'm guessing that that just called to you too, so that's why you build things. But you you seem to have this cavernous space, and you just keep like throwing toys into it. So what what mm-hmm. are you doing with your community there at the gym, and where are you going with that? So there's there's uh, two driving focuses of of the gym and the build uh, and the design really of it. Um, unfortunately, one is frugality. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that uh, that so for for. For anyone who hasn't seen, it's uh, dimensional lumber. Everything is constructed from dimensional lumber, mostly two by sixes, uh, stud grade two by sixes. But if you order enough of them, there's enough premium <laughs> that you can. If you nail enough of them together, they yeah, get straight. <laughs> that, yeah, you can you can face you know you can face uh, at enough uh, good uh, yeah, solid enough boards, clear right? board feet, right? Uh, for for all the facing for things, um, and and. It, it allows me to to build things for the future as well. That uh, it's it's not 
perfectly permanent. Uh, if I glue and I perfectly uh, like round the edges of, of plywood to this size box, that is the size board that it's going to be. Uh, if I have uh, an untouched, other than you know a little bit of sanding and whatnot, two by six, I can take that two by six off and use it as framing. Um, it, it's not perfectly permanent right where it is. It's not going anywhere. It's not moving, but. I can I can Lego it. I can I can it, deconstruct right. it to be able to do more. Yes, that's a tremendous amount of work and probably not even worth it in the time versus the money thing. But it's an option. And uh, through through my builds, I've I've kept that as a focus of of like a universal usability that like uh, I can use this, but I can also deconstruct it. I can put it in my car. Um, uh, more of a versatile design. And so when given the option to fill. A gym space. Um, it was difficult because I can make up my own rules. If if I have to fit things into a closet, now there's constraints. Right. But without constraints, you know, it's it's writing the term paper on anything you want, and it takes you forever to figure it out. <laughs> but if you have right, if you have the like tiny specific thing, you can write twenty pages about it um, because you're confined. And so what what I did is I created uh, like an anti object. I call it uh, one that. You see, and you don't know. You 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 don't know what prescribed movements to do on it. Uh, it's not great for a vault. It's not great length for precision. It's not a great height for things. It's not great for anything. And so it it kind of breathes innovation because you have to readapt. You have to reapply to yeah, it. Mental flexibility required. Otherwise, right? And and uh, I learned everything outdoors. Uh, it's it's where parkour is supposed to be. It's where the heart of it is, and it, it was difficulty at opening an indoor space because uh, conf- conflicting because I don't really right. want to, um, but there's a necessity to do it. Um, so how can I embody this this sense of exploration, this sense of innovation that you normally find when you just come to a new spot in the city mm-hmm. and say, okay, how can I apply the movement Ooh, to the space? That's a right. Good point. Um, and I wanted to to try to bring some of that in. Um, and through the design, uh, I'm finding out now, like a year and a half, almost two years in, through the design of the modular equipment has, I think, more to do with it than maybe the actual design, physical design of the equipment. Because um, this current setup that I have at the gym right now, uh, I think we can leave for a little bit more. I Usually I rotate about every three months for curriculum-wise, mm-hmm. keep things fresh, and um, like once we've completed the challenges, okay, it's you know it's a limited space. We, yeah. we uh, know this spot. Okay, let's make it right, a spot. Right, right, right. right. Um, but the thing that I have now was was more loosely designed on, on curriculum, and more so just designed to replicate an urban sort of planter mm-hmm. setting yeah. uh, that we all love. Oh, something planters. more who planters and stairs, Some, <laughs> something more architecturally recognizable. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, I just had a flashback to government center. There are these really cool stairs and planters at <laughs> <in> government center. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Oh uh, yes, oh uh, yes, but uh, that's that's what it's supposed to be. But um, but yeah. And 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 while we're on this topic of conversation, uh, I'm I'm at a bit bit of a conflict right now where where I'm pouring in so much time and energy to build this community where there was nothing. Okay, the nothing nothing called me to this area to build the gym except for God, except for for through prayers. And he says like this this is the direction that you want to go. No business sense. Okay, to to do what I did, right. zero. Uh, it was a terrible business and entrepreneurial decision, but 
it all worked. But you, well, that's what your passion is. Like, because if you go, if you go the business sensical way, you you're not going to have passion. And if you have passion, you can pretty much do anything. If you have passion to get behind it, so the, so the gym is, I guess, relatively convenient to where you live. Um, but what you're saying is there isn't a huge community of normal, regular people. Zero. Yeah. <laughs> Zero. I mean, not Parkovia, but like just in how many people live nearby. Right, right. So uh, Walworth County, if you would like to go look it up, Walworth County is like... <laughs> <laughs> that, that's where they export the cornfields from? Rural. <laughs> um, with, without exaggeration, in most places there aren't curbs. Um, so <laughs> like for, for what, what I call interactive architecture... Uh, places to jump on that are sturdy enough to jump on, uh, or wheelchair ramps, or any anything like of a, like a simple spot, completely does not exist. Beautiful kettles and moraines, beautiful woods. Uh, we have a gorgeous ski hill over there, but but just it's not built up. Absolutely not, built up and no no close, uh, no 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 close urban city settings in, in the least bit in Walworth County. And nobody was asking for classes. I did not have like a slew of people like, let's start a class down in Walworth County. The opportunity came up, the right people came up, the right price came up. Space was and, there. And... and it made no business sense. So I just said, well, like I believe in what I'm doing. Like you said, I, I have the passion to do it. I believe I have a quality product. Yeah. And so if I can get a family in, they will tell a family, and they will tell a family, and sure. and that'll be that. And and truthfully, that's that's how it's all grown. Um, the people that are with me that were there at the beginning, I mean, I can't I can't get them to stop talking. Uh, they they just find people on the street and like listen. Yeah. Like even if you don't yeah. <laughs> like parkour, I, um, they become evangelical about if, it. Right? If, if yeah, right. If if I can share one boastful. Um, you can share thing. as many as you like. This is our podcast this episode. Is, this is me, and I am amazing. Um, at, at the YMCA that I teach at, there was a complaint. Uh, I had talked to a different person uh, from a different class. They weren't ending on time, uh, which was greatly impacting my setup period. I had 15 minutes to set up. Right, so if they right. end five minutes late, late, they get their people out five minutes. Yeah. Now and now I have a little less than five minutes. Four to minutes set up. and thirty-two seconds. Right. <laughs> right. Go. Right. Uh, it was. It was quite stressful. I waited ten class periods to. Yeah. Be Call forceful. This, right? Be forceful. I, I talked to them many times. Listen, this isn't really working. Like, oh, it's fine. Like, we're getting used to the new schedule. Eventually, I just said, <laughs> "This, you, next week, yeah. you're done. No. Like, this is the time." And another student heard this. Right. An older adult, and she was livid and complained to the YMCA. But. Not onto the boastful compliment. So the director that took this complaint from this person said, "Listen, people come to Travis, even if they don't like parkour. They hear about him as a teacher, and they will put their kids in his class." Um, and it was neat to hear somebody say something like that because uh, so often, so often with parkour, the the most unrewarding part is you get to see them for an hour. You get to see this person for an hour, but the the changes that come about through parkour. Are so transcendent through their through their life, and sometimes a parent will come back or a student will come back and say, "Like, listen, this is this is how you've changed me. This is how." Right. And and you're like, "Oh, wow! Thank you for sharing that with me. Yeah, I hadn't but, I hadn't even noticed that. Right, right. right. Because you don't get to see it. You get an hour out of their how many ever hours they they get their week, 
Um, and you only see one asset or one facet of their life. You only correct. see them physically moving, unless something really exceptional happens. You would only see them physically moving. Mm-hmm. And you might see the changes in their body, but you don't know what their home life is like. You don't mm-hmm. know what their job is like mm-hmm. and, and all those other parts. And every once in a while you get that feedback and it's just, it's, it's, it's an ounce yeah. of, of what you do, but, but the, the, how rewarding it feels to just hear that impact. Um, I don't know. Those are the things that I hold on to. That when when things get difficult, when when time is not available, to, yeah. to yeah, and, and you're just kind of at your end's wit, and you feel stretched, you, right? Right. You realize, like, remember, this is why I'm doing it. It's not about the jump. The jump is important, but the jump is like the method to to get what yeah, we really. Jump is a piece of your tool set, but it's not the it's not the work. Right. Right. It's not the point. You come into what the one leg and. Okay, maybe you can't jump. Maybe coming with no legs, you can't jump. It's not about the jump. It's, it's what you get through it. And we can get caught up in that. We can get caught up in the physical and just the visual spectacle of it uh, and forget that, that that's not what it's about. That's not originally what the training was for. Mm-hmm. It's how we got... Right. Right. It's how we progressed. It's how we got to, to where we are now. But uh, it was never the original point to just be a good jumper. Right, right. So I often ask us if there's a story you would like to share. If you've been listening for a while, you know I say, because when people share stories, you get a glimpse into their passions and their inner lives, and it really gives you a good glimpse of who they are. So Travis, is there a story you'd like to share with us? Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> short story. So I, uh, I have a background in early childhood education. It's what I went to school for. Did it for three years. Um, it was wonderful. I have a passion for teaching, but I learned that the passion clearly right. was not in public education. I needed to find my niche, uh, and, and I chose to do parkour full time. And I believe this is where I'm supposed to be right now. However, uh, I am a teacher. Uh, I recognize teaching as a profession, and uh, it's something that's very difficult to turn off. So, with three children and an early childhood background, my children as every parent probably says, are very smart. Um, <laughs> however, my children are very smart. So uh, four years old, uh, and they, you know, they're, they're reading pretty well, uh, not because it's really been taught, but just because it's, it's an everyday sort of thing. When they're curious about something, I use those teachable moments and I, I let them go. And once they resist with that direction, then I, I, I pull back. So they can read clocks and all these wonderful things. And they know that dad works late. Uh, he comes home late and he needs rest. Because uh, not only do I work late, but it's physical late. Uh, my body quite literally needs to recover. Uh, it's, it's, it's a huge deal. So they know that like until about 7 o'clock, they are supposed to like stay in bed. They are supposed to be stay quiet. Uh, that has not worked all the time. And so a recent morning <laughs> from a dead sleep, Travis is laying in his bed. Wakes up and just silent. Yeah. Hey, Dad. Ah, yeah. 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 I'm awake. Here we go. It's not seven o'clock yet. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. Can, are you going to go back to bed? No. All right. I, I guess we're up. <laughs> And we're off. And that was it. That's, <laughs> this is how my day has begun. No, no sunshine, no alarm, no. I need to wake up because I need to use the bathroom. Right. Just hey, Dad. quite literally a mid conversation, as if I was perfectly awake. <laughs> I'm just going to talk to you real quick, Dad. 
And that's, I mean, it's, it's, it's one, it's just one instance. Sometimes I wake up to, uh, once again, another recent uh, thing, I, w- I woke up to a, a rustling bag. Uh, by the way, I'm a fairly good father. Um, <laughs> I woke up to a rustling bag, and, which is not a regular sound, and so I pop out of bed, once again, from total sleep, uh, and go ahead out there, and the child has eaten the bag of yogurt-covered craisins that we had from a vacation. Uh, I was hungry, Dad. <laughs> like you ate the entire bag. <laughs> like my stomach hurt. I... So, uh, this is normal. <laughs> this, is, this is life. And it's good. It's good. Uh, like other things, you see it as something good. Uh, or you can see it as something bad. That uh, it's disruptive and whatnot, but what I continually tell myself in my mind is that there's going to be a time when this doesn't happen. Right? There's going to be a These time are that actually I wish, precious rare moments right. that you are lucky to encounter. Right? right? That I woo, that I wouldn't. <laughs> These huge now problems that I'm dealing with. You know, I thought the child waking up at seven o'clock or before seven o'clock was was an issue, and man, I wish I had that back. Um, the grass is always greener. Right? Is there anything else that you'd like to share with us? Um, yeah, if uh, it, like a message um, that no, no matter what what your your faith is, or if it exists, or or what your beliefs are, I think something that can be universal is is a heart of thankfulness. Um, yes, it's resounding and and very important in the Christian faith, um, but like changing changing your heart to just appreciate. Uh, everything, everything, because because it, it's shaping you. It's an opportunity. I had a t- <laughs> had a terrible college experience. Um, I had a lot of what I called first and last semester college professors, um, <laughs> because because I was early childhood. So a lot of like second third grade teachers heard from a colleague that like you can make really good money teaching night classes. <laughs> I'm assuming, and so then you come and you're like you are not a college professor. Like you are probably a fantastic grade school teacher. You have no idea how to talk to adults, um, <laughs> and so <laughs> bending over with their hands on their knees. Now this is what we're going to learn. Yeah, today. right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so, I was. I, I went to a private college, and I was paying a lot to be there uh, and to have that experience, uh, and. And, and after like the first second one where I, I could have been upset about it, I just realized that there's something I can gain from this. In the most terrible circumstance, there's something that I can use to help me improve. And I think at the heart, at, at the core of a heart of thankfulness is that ability to see uh, what's, what's shaping you and what's improving you. Um, and, and I just, I don't know, the... the People that I meet and I encounter, I try to share that 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 idea that that's going to provide you with perseverance and and patience, and um, and positivity. Um, like I said, whether whether it's a Christian faith or not, it's just it's important to do that um, to to be the giver and not the taker. To say like, thank you so much for this, uh, instead of you you can do this better uh, like taking away from it so that <clears throat> that strikes me as a sort of uh, ability to st- ability to choose your perspective on what's going on mm-hmm. and it, where did you get that skill from can you take me 
back to a time when Travis didn't have that perspective? And how did you get from there to where you are now? Uh, so many, so many uh, uncustomary things have happened to me. Um, I, I, I taught, I taught in public school for three years uh, through prayer. I, I asked God for advice on the direction that I should go. And I thought I heard what was a clear, like, leave your, leave your hourly rate, leave your job security, leave your guaranteed insurance, and go do this parkour. This is the path that I want for you. Uh, I thought that was clear to me. And uh, I broke my leg a week before summer ended. Oh. Uh, in a kickball game, I, I slipped in the grass, students versus staff kickball game. I, I broke my leg at, uh, at school. Right before parkour summer, the big you know bang of classes right. and everything that this was about to begin, and I didn't get it uh, because, like I said, not not that like I heard God's voice, but but I was just trying to listen to to the different ways that that He can He can communicate with you and said this is a path, and I said, why like why why would you Break tell my me to do something and then take away my ability to do that, um, and. With 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 how bad the the break was, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't move. I just sat on a couch, and I had nothing to do but like think. Uh, and and what I learned is that I he needed to teach me how to ask others for help. So one of the one of the huge personal drawbacks um, going before choosing to to follow Christ and and now was was my arrogance uh, that that I can just always do it. That I don't need your help, and like I am great, and and it's me. Um, and it was still lingering that idea, and and he took away my ability to walk, and for everything I needed help for everything. I, I couldn't stand up; the the swelling was too much, and it would be too painful. I had to crawl around. I couldn't really bathe. I couldn't really get myself food. Like that's the counter. I have to stand up, and it was too painful. Um, and and I saw then once I learned how to do my first jump again, which was a whole nother experience and wonderful. Oh, wonderful to reset your training from the ground. Mm-hmm. I couldn't run. I couldn't jump. And I did my first rail precision, like, you know, like five years after I had already right. done my first rail yeah. precision. And it was so neat to go through the emotions again. Yeah, when do you ever get to have a second first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and I saw then in the next two years how I needed to depend on others and how I would not have been successful if if I hadn't been taught that lesson through breaking mm-hmm. my leg. And um, <laughs> and so I've I've had to learn lessons like that in life in really difficult ways, but understanding that it's a lesson and not just like this huge wall that's in front of me that I just have to wait until it passes. Uh, it's it's my method of being taught. Um, I mean, oftentimes we refer to like God as like your heavenly Father, uh, and I see it more so in like less of that like term and more so as like the, my Father who knows like. Who has raised me and knows me best, and does the things that I hate? You have to be home at ten o'clock. Like, Why do I be home at ten o'clock? Not seeing that, like all of the terrible things that can happen after ten o'clock in your city, or or what it might right. be. You right, need to go to sleep so you can do tomorrow. Right, correct. Like you, you don't see those things, and you think, oh, what a what a terrible, yeah. you know, thing. Authoritarian. Right. right, 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 right. And then you get a little bit older, and you realize, like, wow, like that was a great decision for me that I couldn't make for myself, um, and so that that. Heart of thankfulness is is through those really difficult experiences that I've seen now years past. Why I needed that, um, 
And when you're in it, uh, I, I use this for people in parkour, like, okay, we have you know one hour. <laughs> uh, hey guys, uh, we're just going to like start at this end, and we're just going to end at the other end, that other end that we can't see. Yeah, we're just going to crawl. Like we have a 50 minute time limit. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, but but the lesson taught is like during it, you, you're going to want to stop, and you're not going to remember that there's an end. You're not going to remember that there is a finish. You're mm-hmm. going to be so caught up within the movement itself, and and say it's never ending, and you have these like infinitive talks to yourself. Uh, it's uh, like it's, it hurts so much, and there's no there's no end to it. And to remember that like there's an end result, there's a goal, there's a place that you are going, and at the end you are going to be so happy that you've gone through this. During it, you're going to hate it. Um, and people get caught up in that uh, through life and through certain exercises and, and whatnot that like they just think that this is what it's all about and don't really see where this is leading them uh, to be present in what you're doing but understand where you're going. And of course, the final question, three words to describe your practice. All right, can I do uh, can I do like three fake words and then do whatever you like? It's your it's your interview. <laughs> so uh, so three fake ones, uh, not really for me. It's just for everything. Uh, Dragon Ball Z, Jackie Chan, and uh, Bruce Lee. Yes, those are just three words. <laughs> oh, that's like six words. Six words, but hyphens <laughs> are free. Their names. Uh, so, yeah. uh, but uh, I think I think three words uh, for me specifically, uh, and maybe it's just going to end on one word. I don't. Yeah, making up rules now. Uh, but uh, one is uh, like Phoenix. Uh, the the like rebirth mm, from right, the ashes. Right. Um, there's a lot of things uh, don't want to talk about, um, but uh, Phoenix is maybe all we need to know. That, that through everything, um, it can come out new. It can be come out greater, um, and that uh, you, I don't know. I can keep pushing on, and maybe it's not going to be the same, but. Uh, but if I keep putting the time and energy into it, it's going to be new and it's going to be better. Um, different, but uh, but better. More fitting. So Phoenix. Um, maybe the next one is love. So much of it uh, in the heart of what I do that drives it. Um, ah, so, uh, yeah. When I was leaving, uh, my wife, my wife was getting emotional as I uh, left Wisconsin uh, to go to Chicago, and uh, I haven't seen her like that. Mm. But uh, it's good. Um. And then. Uh, I think perseverance is is the last one, or maybe uh, no, uh, yeah, maybe perseverance. Uh, share, okay, four words. Perseverance, just keep going, just keep going. <laughs> um, smile, um, but also share that uh, just 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 give, yeah, give give to other people and and, and share what you know. Uh, Seek places where where people want to do that, where people desire to just uh, to just give everything. I tell I tell people that uh, in the extremes you can see two worlds. Yes, I know this doesn't work this way, but I think of it as two worlds: one in which everybody 
has to do everything themselves. Every time you are sick, like you figure it out. There's no hospital, there's no mother, there's no person making you soup. You take care of yourself. Or the other world where nobody takes care of their self and everybody looks after someone else. That there is never a single time that you need something uh, because it's always provided. Thank you very much for sharing, Travis. Your passion for your movement and your family and your community obviously shines through. It's a pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much, Craig. Want more? Check out moversmindset.com slash insiders for a bunch of additional features. This was episode 17. For the show notes and full transcript, go to moversmindset.com slash 17. Thanks for listening.